ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح للأمة فكشف الله تعالى به الغم وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى أتاه اليقين من ربه اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهداة وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى أصحابه وعلى من تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون All praises belonging to Allah Azza wa Jal May the peace and blessings be upon his beloved Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon his family and companions in entirety ask Allah Azza wa Jal on this blessed day of Friday to bless us with the foundations that will help us become better individuals and better families and a stronger ummah and that we ask him subhana to allow us to see the fruits of change come about in the ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in our day and age that we see victory and strength and unity and true iman come to the forefront to true justice be implemented in the land corruption being removed and those who are corrupt and bankrupt the aggressors and the oppressors be uh, removed from their positions and their posts Allahumma ameen as we pray and continue to pray four months in for our brothers and sisters in Palestine and Gaza that Allah Azza wa Jal gives them a swift victory and continues to make them firm and resilient as they stand in the face of their oppressors and we ask him to turn their, their oppressors on their heels with failure and loss and confusion and to make their ruin in their plotting Allahumma ij'al tadmeerahum fi tadbeerihim waj'al al-da'irat alayhim wa la taj'al lahum sarfan wa la nasra wansur ikhwanana wa akhawatina fi filastin wa fi gaza nasran azizan muazzara Allahumma thabbit aqdamahum اللهم ثبت الإيمان في قلوبهم اللهم اربط على قلوبهم اللهم ربنا أبدلهم أبدلهم بخوفهم أمنا اللهم أبدلهم بخوفهم أمنا اللهم أبدلهم سلما وسلاما وعدلا ونصرا مبينا يا رب العالمين آمين آمين brothers and sisters as we continue to reflect on what is expected from us as individuals in the present moment all of our khutab and our talks have been centered on the fact that that illusion of living a personal private life that's all about me, myself and I is so far removed and divorced from the Prophet ﷺ's path and is so far removed from what's needed from us as members of the Ummah of Muhammad ﷺ today. Gaza, Palestine and shada'id and trials and calamities in general in our day and age have left no room for misconceptions that I cannot be true to my iman and I cannot be true to my commitment to the Qur'an and the sunnah of the Prophet if I do not see myself as an agent for change as someone with a responsibility on his or her shoulder to bring goodness wherever I go and to be part of this goodness that's developing. This is what we call uh, the modern sahwa, 
and the modern awakening of the hearts. There's something very special about shada'id, brothers and sisters. مَا لَا يُجَدُ شَيْءٍ مِنْ there's nothing more needed and more essential for my heart than going through the trials that Allah has decreed for me in my dunya to become a better person to instill iman within me. We know that one of the most corrosive things for iman altogether is entitlement. I deserve this. I uh, uh, expect this from Allah and I expect this from people. And I've been raised and pampered in a way that I am not willing to deal with difficult circumstances. Shada'id come along and they wash all of that away and the people of Gaza have taught us this. And we need to, if we're going to experience goodness in our life, we need to feel this. We need to experience this on a personal level. Brothers and sisters, it's not nice to see these difficulties unfold and with the brutality and the aggression, but on the verse end, when you see what it causes in the hearts of people and how it has awakened all demographics, Muslim and non-Muslim, young and old, it is something beautiful to see manifest. And our masjid here uh, yesterday, the masjid was full, packed, with two of our schools from our community, Al-Hikman Al-Ghazali, and we found the children for hours of the morning, all of them participating and, and expressing their emotions and their commitment to what they see happening in the Ummah in general and what they see happening in Gaza and Palestine. That's something that's beautiful to see. It's a healthy sign of community when you see that there is a sense of desire. I want to do something about this. I want to feel like I'm part of something bigger, like I have purpose, like I have a calling. Wallahi, it's one of the most beautiful things to instill within our hearts and within the hearts of our children. Brothers and sisters, this is what the Prophet ﷺ did. The Prophet ﷺ rallied the companions around this message and he made them all carriers of it. And because of that, in the Meccan period, there wasn't a single munafiq. No munafiqs and no munafiqeen or hypocrisy in the Meccan period altogether. It was all pure iman. Because there was no advantage of being a munafiq in the marhal al-Makkiyah. It was all sound belief and iman and commitment to the Prophet ﷺ. This is what we need now. Especially with what we see happening around us and in our society, brothers and sisters. There are so many things that are corrosive and destructive to individuals between shubuhat and shahawat, misconceptions and desires. What children on a larger scale are being exposed to. What they're surrounded with. What their eyes see and their ears hear and what their friends tell them. The condition of society Brothers and sisters can easily derail a person in their personal life. That's why feeling this commitment and this attachment to community and to ummah is one of the things that can save a person. Prophet ﷺ teaches us this. Prophet ﷺ teaches us when a person has no sense of jama'ah, you will find the shaitan will take charge of their affairs. The Prophet ﷺ says, ما من ثلاثة في قرية ولا بدو لا 
تقام فيهم لا تقام فيهم الصلاة ولا تصلى بهم الجماعة إلا استحوذ عليهم الشيطان. Prophet Sallam he said that any three people who are in a town or in a rural area who do not establish jama'a among each other will find that the shaitan takes charge of their affairs. The rest of that hadith. Prophet tells us be keen on being with people of Iman, being part of a jama'a and a congregation of Iman. That's going to save you from athar shaitan and the influence of the shaitan. I need that in my life. If anything I learn from what's happening in Gaza is that I am fooling myself if I could retreat to my room and my house and isolate myself with my TV and my computer and I'm this great mu'min who hardly interacts with community or does anything for society. That is such a deception from the shaitan. Iman leads to coming to jama'ah. Iman leads to connecting with people, wanting to do something for the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And when we consider that and we consider the need for community, what governs community, the Prophet Sallallahu teaches us this. It's easy for someone to choose to be a mu'min in their own private life or as they see it and not interact with people. That's the easy way out. But the Prophet set forth for us a model of Iman that'll help me. Even with all of my dealings and interactions with everyone around me. We learn from the prophetic example, from the Quranic ethic. That there is this trilateral root and foundation for community. Principles that govern three things, these three things are the backbone of everything about me and everyone I deal with. One of them is my knowledge base, my knowledge, which leads to my understandings and my decision making. You will find much of the Quran and the Sunnah govern or guide how the mind is to perceive things and understand things, my knowledge base my knowledge base and understanding and good decision making. The second one, the second one, character. And that is in the prophet, that is in the character of trust and loyalty. Character as a foundation for community does something so critical. And that is it inspires trust between people. If I'm not someone of esteemed character, if I cheat, if I lie, if I steal, if I betray, then guess what? The moral fabric of society will deteriorate. Society is torn apart when it's not on foundations of character because there is no trust. There is no loyalty. The third of these foundations, knowledge, character, spirituality, which constantly revives what's within me, and removes the distractions from in front of me. Brothers and sisters, these three things relate to everything else. And when Allah Azza wa Jal comes to teach us in the very the biggest surah of the Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah, about the categories of people, Allah wa Ta'ala profoundly describes to us in the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah. People and the way they relate to these three things. 
knowledge, character, and spirituality. The first of these, Allah Azza wa Jal tells us about Ahlul Iman and Ahlul Taqwa. And He lists for them critical characteristics. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about Ahlul Taqwa, who are they? الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ وَيُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةَ وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ As a, out of all characteristics, Allah Azza wa Jal chooses clear characteristics. One of them is relating to Iman bil ghaib. This is the biggest test of Iman. This, this variable factor of me not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. None of us expected Ghazat al-Sumud to be resilient for four months straight in the face of one of the most technologically powerful militaries. None of us expected that the condition of Philistine would be brought to the forefront to the extent that states and countries and the ICC itself, is, the International Criminal Court, is leaving room for the possibility of the corrupt and bankrupt apartheid state of Israel is committing apartheid and genocide against the people of Palestine. These things were not bilhusban, not in consideration whatsoever that these would ever come out of the mouths of Western countries and Western entities and institutions because of the dynamic on the ground. Brothers and sisters, when we consider Iman bil ghaib and how it guides me with everything I deal with in my life, this is the cornerstone of Iman. And then after that comes my relationship with Allah, iqamat al-salah. And then my relationship with people, that is, These, This dynamic of suhbat al-khaliq wa suhbat al-khalq is something deeply rooted in the Qur'anic ethic. There is no way I could be good in my iman and just make my iman about me and my relationship with Allah. It must translate and correspond with how I deal with everyone around me. And then the next verse after that, it says, وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ وَمَا أُنزِلَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ وَبِالْآخِرَةِ هُمْ يُقِنُونَ Allah Azzawajal says that Iman is supposed to make me a person who's clear on my past, present, and future. I know my origins, and I know my current state, and I know where I'm ultimately going. Ah, Allah Azzawajal says, وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ That which was revealed before you. يُؤْمِنُونَ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ وَمَا أُنزِلَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ وَبِالْآخِرَةِ هُمْ يُقِنُونَ They know they're going back to Allah Azzawajal. And in the rest of the pages, when Allah describes categories of people to us, He teaches us that the essence of what nifaq and kufr, disbelief and, and hypocrisy are all about, are the misuse and abuse of faculties, right? I no longer comprehend things. Because of this spiritual block, I no longer comprehend things as I'm supposed to comprehend them. Ah, I no longer listen to things in a manner that's meaningful as I'm supposed to listen to them. And I no longer I no longer see things for what they are. There's a blur on my eyes. I see everything lopsided. 
This is what Allah Azzawajal is telling us in uh, Nifaq and Kufr are all about. And if this is not enough to describe the importance of these three factors, this trilateral route for community, the knowledge, the character, and the spirituality, we learn that the essence of what zulm is. What is zulm? We know what zulm is. We know it's what Israel is doing to our brothers and sisters in Gaza. But what's the origins of zulm? The origins of zulm is having a corrupt understanding that leads to putting things in improper scales. That's what our deen teaches us. When our knowledge base is corrupted, and when the soul is corrupted, it'll trickle down to the words that come out of my mouth. The way I perceive things and understand things, and the way I function and operate. That's why. The essence of spiritual governance, right? Is there, is there something that makes that organ? Okay, we, we, we pray, we know that. We're going to fast soon, inshallah. We know that. We read Quran. We know that. We make dua and these things. These, we give sadaqah. We know that. But behind all of this, there's something called those principles that govern spirituality in Islam. What are those pr principles that govern spirituality? How can I govern myself and how can I govern community? Spiritually, we learn that this is traced back to me being mindful of my words and conversations, me being mindful of my khawatir and my thoughts, my perceptions, my attitudes towards things, my kalimat, my words, me being mindful of my actions. Me being mindful of sir public and private. Me being mindful of my companionship with Allah, my companionship with people. And me addressing the wrongdoing. That comes about along this journey. Every single one of us has it. Every, no, there's not a single person that does not have ample wrongdoing through their life journey. But the question is, how do I address it? I could bury it, ignore it, I disregard it, dismiss it. I could double down and insist, or I could redirect and repent, or I could make it right and adjust. I could have the sincerity and the will to tread a different path and seek goodness doing different things. These are the things that govern everything about our lives, brothers and sisters. This is what you could refer to as spiritual governance. When my knowledge base is clear, the Quran tells me I'll be able to see things with a lot of detail and nuance. Look, when, you know when Allah wants to describe ilm in the Quran, He describes it as the ability to discern detail. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ خَلْقُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافُ أَلْسِنَتِكُمْ وَأَلْوَانِكُمْ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِمَنْ لِلْعَالِمِينَ Allah Azza wa Jal He says in Surah uh, He says and among His miraculous signs in Surah Al-Rum He says the creation of the heavens and the earth not just that and the differences between your tongues and the differences between your colors in that are signs for people of knowledge. 
And another verse, again, the ability to discern detail. I look at things differently. I'm not going to generalize. I'm not going to be ignorant in the way I manage my relationship with family or my relationship with my friends or with my business partners or whoever else that comes about in my life. Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ وَالدَّوَابِ وَالْأَنْعَامِ وَالْمُخْتَلِفٌ أَلْوَانُهُ كَذَلِكِ إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ Allah Azza wa Jal, he says, the ability to see things and just take them in, reflect on them, address them mindfully, be a person of conscience, be a person of understanding, be a person who seeks to make good decisions that please Allah Azza wa Jal. All of this is what marks the proper use of the brain, the proper use of the other senses and abilities that Allah Azza wa Jal has given us. Brothers and sisters, this is needed by individuals and this is needed by leaders. Look at what these two beautiful lines of poetry say. What happens when we don't have something to govern ourselves or govern our communities or our ummah or society? What happens when all of this is lost? Two lines of poetry. لا يصلح الناس فوضى لا سرات لهم ولا سرات إذا جهالهم سادوا وَالْبَيْتُ يُبْتَنَى لَهُ عُمُدٌ وَلَا عِمَادَ إِذَا لَمْ تُرْسَأَوْتَادُ Beautifully, eloquently, look at how it describes how it's essential to have foundations properly built. There is a foundation for proper iman. We just described it. There is a foundation for family. There is a foundation for community. And there is a foundation for ummah. If we want the pathway to victory, it's not about only عتاد and material things and tangible things that we put our hands on. It's about the nufus. And that's what it's about first and foremost. That's the pathway to victory. For us as an ummah today, brothers and sisters, he says, it is, there's no way that people will find well-being if they don't have nobles among them to properly lead them. If things are left in chaos and they have no people to look up to, no people to follow and emulate, no people with good character to direct society. And then he says, Forget about it. If the matters are left to those of ignorance, then you'll find deen and dunya will all be corrupted. Deen and dunya will all experience ruin and deterioration. And then it says, he says, when you want to build the house, you can only build it if you put it on proper, with proper pillars and, and foundations and infrastructure. And then he says, وَلَا عِمَادَ إِذَا لَمْ and if this proper foundation, it could, be, it could be made out of whatever you want. You could pick the best building materials on the face of the earth. If that building material is not properly placed, it's going to come collapsing on its face. You could be the biggest superpower on the face of the earth. If you lose sight of what keeps human beings on track and what keeps society on track, then guess what the Quran and the Sunnah tell you? you will experience demise. You will experience ruin. It's only so much that you could do to continue to proliferate corruption on every level of living and then you expect to get away with it. 
No, that's not going to last. He says here, and there is no house, and there is no pillars, there is no foundation. If you do not properly place it, it's a lesson for every single one of us, to look deep within our hearts. If Allah tells me about the types of people in the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, I need to ask myself, what type of person am I? And the only way I could begin to answer this question is if I start assessing myself based on my actions, that's one thing, everyone knows that. My words, that's another thing, very obvious and very clear. My perceptions, and even my thoughts. This is what the scholars of Tezkiah teach us, that before the, ac- before the actions become actions, they were preceded by thoughts and attitudes. And those attitudes and thoughts culminated in the behaviors I ended up choosing. Brothers and sisters, when we speak and reflect on character and all it could do to us and to society, our Prophet ﷺ, he teaches us, if there's going to be any sense of goodness in a society, then that goodness can only be found if it manifests through these three things and the way we understand things, the way we deal with things, and the way we deal with our relationship with Allah spiritually and with people spiritually as well. The Prophet ﷺ tells us about the nation before us. How loss of character tore apart society. He says, إِنَّ Bani Israel. كَانُوا إِذَا سَرَقَ فِيهِمُ الشَّرِيفِ تَرَكُوهُ وَإِذَا سَرَقَ الْوَضِيعُ قَطَعُوهُ وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ لَوْ أَنَّ فَاطِمَةَ بِنْتَ مُحَمَّدٍ سَرَقَتْ لَقَطَعْتُ يَدَهَا Prophet ﷺ teaches us to be an ummah of self-accountability. Prophet ﷺ tells us what led to ruin before was that when people of certain status and position would do something, they'd get away with it. And when people of lower status and position did the same thing, they'd be punished. Then Prophet ﷺ told us, the Ummah of Muhammad ﷺ will only find goodness when it becomes an Ummah of self-accountability. Prophet ﷺ says, me first and foremost, I will hold myself and even my own daughter accountable if I do something wrong. Prophet ﷺ tells us in another hadith, إِنَّهُ لَا قُدِّسَتْ أُمَّةٌ there's no sanctity to an ummah that people who are at a disadvantage cannot get their rights. The Prophet ﷺ through this tells us, you know, it's one thing to have bad character. It's another thing to embrace and allow bad character to manifest in corrupt society. Who did the bigger mistake? The one who stole or the one who allowed the stealing? That's something to think about as we reflect on the foundations of a healthy community. Brothers and sisters, this trickles down to every level. If I'm not a person of character when I look at my relationship with my parents, what does the Quran tell me? You want to be loyal? Be loyal when your parents are most in need. When they reach old age, how are you going to act? That'll speak volumes to who, you are, to who you are and what your character is. When they are unable to help themselves, what will you do? That shows character. What else shows character? 
when I am in full power and full ability, right? As Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, Be very careful with mal al-aytam and the wealth and the orphan, the wealth of orphans. You could get away with it if you wanted to, easily. But Allah Azza wa Jal, He says and He warns, Hey, I caution you. Only come near this in the way that is ahsan and best. Not, not, no, no. This is not your typical situation. This is something that needs to be managed very delicately because you're in a position of immense power and the other side is in a position of immense weakness. What will you do? That'll speak volumes to your character. Brothers and sisters, there's a lot to say about the trilateral route for community. But if I want to begin to meaningfully think of where I could fit in this bigger picture as we seek to see an ummah that is revived and victorious, I need to start thinking like this. What am I feeding my mind? How am I making my decisions? What is manifesting in my character? And what does my relationship with Allah and with people look like? Ask Allah Azza wa Jal to better us and guide us and enable us. Allahumma ameen, ud'u Allah wa antum muqinuna bil ijabah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen As-salatu wassalamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Ashraf al-khalqi wa Sayyid al-mursaleen wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat li ghadin wa attaqullaha inna allaha khabirun bima ta'amaloon Amma ba'd brothers and sisters Our deen when it's properly lived by brings immense beauty to everything it interacts with to our souls, to our minds, to our bodies, to our families, to our community, to society. Wallahi, this is an immense source of guidance and illumination that we have at our fingertips with the principles in the Quran and in the Sunnah of our Habib وسلم, for how to build a healthy community. Allah Azza wa Jal has made this life that often appears very difficult, incredibly easy, by giving us the guidance that will truly facilitate for us our affairs. Life's not difficult. Our choices make it difficult. Our choices can make it difficult, or can make it easy. The situations that are that cause us anguish and pain are those that actually give birth to hope and inspiration and true happiness. This is something that we always need to remind ourselves as we're trying to deal with whatever we're dealing with personally in our lives and whatever we see happening around us. We're an ummah of immense hope for good reason. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah that we see the goodness of Allah Azza wa Jalla and His Qadr unfold from the greatest tragedies of our lives. As Allah says and He promises, Allah Azza wa Jal gives life to the lifeless. And we ask Him Subhana to make the events that are happening in our world today to really give life to our lives. 
to really give meaning to our lives. I started off with mentioning the beautiful scene that we saw in the masjid yesterday with our young children all announcing their love and their commitment and their desire to see Gaza and Palestine victorious. This bodes well for the Ummah of Muhammad We should continue to contribute to this developing tide and we should become people of hope and inspiration just as Gaza and Palestine and what the events in our times have inspired, we should become people of hope and inspiration and goodness and khair, people who are def absolutely and totally committed to community, to ummah. I need this in my life. I don't want to live a private, personal life about me, myself, and I. Everyone is going to earn they're going to buy a house, they're going to rent a house, they're going to buy a car, they're going to buy stuff and buy things and they're going to live this dunya. But the difference is had when we go to our graves. Do I want a mundane, typical life or do I want a meaningful one? Iman is going to give me a meaningful life. I ask Allah Azza wa to allow us to actualize and internalize a true sense of Iman. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow that to come about in our thoughts and on our tongues, in our behaviors, in our commitment to family, in our commitment to community, in our commitment to ummah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use us and utilize us and make us true agents for change. May Allah azza wa jal make us deeply committed to goodness and khair for ourselves and for society and for the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma ameen. Allahumma filana wa rahamna. وعافنا واعف عنا وتجاوز عن سيئاتنا اللهم في لصغيرنا وكبيرنا وذكرنا وانثانا وشاهدنا وغائبنا اللهم نحيته منا فحي على الإيمان ومن أمته منا فأمته على الإسلام اللهم اجعل خير عمرنا آخرة واجعل خير عملنا خواتمة واجعل خير أيامنا يوم نلقاك فيه وانتراض عنا آمين آمين وأخذ عن الحمد لله العالم أقم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله We're gonna combine uh, to the rain. Allahu Akbar. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Maliki yawmiddin iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'een. اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم 
قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة